3: We've got three things you need to hear today. The three at 1203 coming right up. It's the Colleen and Bradley show on MyTalk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. We are everything entertainment. Do it. Give me three. You got it.
0: It's the three. I'll need three things at
4: 1203. Three. That's the magic number. They're going to be talking about three things. It is. It's the magic
0: number.
4: That's Here's what we have for you behind door number three.
3: Well, as we just heard in the Dirt Alert update, Diddy was pulling our leg yesterday when he said he was going to change his name to Brother Love.
4: Well, ladies and gentlemen, today I've come to the conclusion that you cannot play around with the Internet. Due to an overwhelming response from the media out there and just due to their not wanting to be any confusion, I was only joking. Okay? I didn't change my name. It's just part of one of my alter egos. One of my alter egos is love. Um, but to set the record straight, because I have a lot of press to do the next couple of weeks, you can address me by any of my older names. And um, But if you still want to call me love, you can call me love, baby. But I was only playing.
5: Okay. Oh, wow, that was really...
3: Got it, me! <laughs> so... As we heard yesterday, P. Diddy, Puff Daddy, Brother Love, took to Twitter and said, I'm changing my name to Brother Love. You can call me Love because I'm about love. And then everybody went bonkers. Oh, my gosh, he's changing his name again. And then he goes to Instagram, like you do, and he records that statement. Bradley, I ask you Mm. one very important (coughs) question. (laughs) Are you ready? Yeah. What will you be calling him?
5: Uh... I don't. I don't. P. Diddy.
3: Sure. If that's what you want, you can. Because Puff Daddy, Diddy. P. Dunn. Love. P. dunzone Dunzo.
5: Dunzo. <laughs>
3: Dunzo. He's done. He's over.
5: Yeah. I, I wouldn't be calling P. Diddy anything. Yeah. yeah. I also just don't understand how peop- some people get to have different names. How does that work? You just like
3: you're just gonna say your name is something different. Like, and then why don't we all a, change
5: our names every day? Wh- who do you want to be? I want to be. Uh, um, I want to be fancy. Uh, uh,
3: you can take some time if you fun need time. You can fancy fun pants.
5: Yeah. What do you want to be?
3: <clears throat> I've always, <laughs> I've always wanted to be called.
5: I'm waiting for it.
3: No, it's dumb now, Joanna. Just call me Joanna. Bye. What is wrong with you? It's just a boring name. I'm sorry. Behind door number two. (laughs) Let's
4: see what we got. I just want to be called Joanna. (laughs)
3: Number two on the three at 1203, the three things you need to hear to get about your day. I thought we needed a little good news today. And so good I luck. wanted to tell you a story or share with you the story of a young girl who didn't have a very good Halloween. And oh. so the community put on another one for her.
0: You know, they go out and knock a few doors and they get the comments of, oh, you're too old and close the door in their face. It was
1: sad for me as a parent to see that happen to them. Some people just had some bit of misunderstanding, which is fine. I have a little cousin that's special needs as well, and I've lived with her for a long time, and they have a really special place in my heart. So I was like, well, she needs a redo. No knock on doors that aren't going to shut them.
0: So Mm. many people from all around the country, really, have been sending us packages of candy.
3: You can have two of those. Oh, my (laughs) goodness. It's been so crazy. This has just been amazing. This is the real story. The story of kindness that we've been shown has just been awesome and so heartwarming, and we're so grateful.
1: It feels very heartwarming to see that people care so much. When we have each other. We'll be
3: able to overcome any challenges.
4: Oh, so
3: that's so sweet! It is really sweet. So, the, as the story goes, this 17-year-old um, young girl with autism went shop or went shopping, went trick or treating on th- on Halloween with her siblings. And as you heard at the very beginning, uh, some
5: evil lady at the end of the block tried to give her a pencil, didn't they?
3: No. Oh they shut the door in her face and told her she was too old to go trick-or-treating wow she came home she'd had a terrible time trick-or-treating and the the mom shared it with some people it gathered steam over social media and soon uh, all the neighborhood was putting together another halloween for her they even had a trunk or treat at the local middle school trunk or treat is something that you do that people that different organizations will do where they set it, set up cars with the trunks open and they've got all the Aww. treats in the trunk and you trick-or-treat at the trunk. That's cute. So it's called Trunk-or-Treat. Um, and so they, they gave her a whole new Halloween on Saturday.
5: Yeah, that's awesome. Who are the idiots who would actually close the door on somebody on Halloween?
3: I am telling you, Bradley, and this is something uh, that you hear people talk about every Halloween. People get all up in arms about, well, they, and the te- it's not for the teenagers and those who kids cares? are too old. Listen,
5: they went to the trouble of putting on a costume. They're not drinking
3: and driving. They're trick or treating. Thank you.
5: And they're not annoying us by being just awkward generation whatevers they are. Um, I think it's okay to ban people from your door on Halloween mm-hmm. if they're not wearing a costume, right? Or if you disapprove of their, like, if they did a crappy job putting together an outfit. <laughs> That's not I good think enough. Come back could, when it's yes, better. <laughs> or like, I'm only going to give you a Snickers, uh, because that was half-assed. <laughs> but if you give me like you know
3: full ass, full I will ass. give you. Hey, I will hey, give hey, you. Hey, hey, hey. I will give you a pencil.
5: Yes. <laughs> No, <laughs> no, I will give you two Snickers. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I think that's okay, but like to just, if somebody has put the effort in and shows up at your door, are you gonna card them? Right. Like, I'm sorry. I'm too good to give you candy.
3: Yeah, people,
5: oh, stop hate, being so. Ridiculous. I
3: literally hate people. It's evident. <laughs> Let's move on to number one. Speaking of,
4: here it is behind door. Oh,
3: look at this.
5: Somebody else I hate. I hates a strong word. Um, Ronan Farrow is not the person, actually, that my ire has uh, been drawn by. It's the subject of Ronan Farrow's latest expose. Let's listen to a little bit of Ronan on uh, Good Morning America today.
4: In Harvey Weinstein's view, he was able to successfully intimidate him into not writing about sexual assault allegations. Was there something that even surprised you in re- reporting on this? I think the extent of this, Robin, I mean, this was a vast international campaign using high-level elite operatives, using fake identities, insinuating themselves into people's lives, using front companies as cover. I mean, this was elaborate, and, and this is an area that That's I think expensive is too. Yeah. Yeah. expensive, very expensive. We talk about the invoices on this, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars, and I think think it's an area that's overdue for accountability because this was all conducted in secrecy by very reputable law firms and the women say that's just wrong and, and you actually started to report this when you were working for NBC News and and they looked at the story chose not to publish it did Harvey Weinstein get to them you know look I, I think the the story makes it clear that they were focusing on everyone trying to get word out about this could you have imagined Ronan when you broke the story the ripple effect that it would have, in this country, this movement and across various industries. You know, what the women have done coming forward in this article, and now far beyond, as you say, industry after industry is something I could have never fully anticipated. It's incredibly moving, and it shows that this is an issue that has been under the surface for too long. It is a deep vein that has been opened up in a big way now, and I hope it leads to more accountability. Well, stories like this often create more stories. I imagine you're getting a lot coming in over the transom. A lot coming in. And some of it very, very troubling. And some of it, I think, checking out. Mm-hmm. So it's not not over? It is not over. And, and look, that is down to the bravery of women that are still coming forward and men that are coming forward as victims. Yeah. This it's is, what? as you say, a, a movement, a seismic okay. shift. It's great to have you here. I'm sure Pleasure. we'll, we'll yeah. have you back, Ronan. Absolutely.
5: Ronan Farrow? Is a hero and yeah. deserves every Pulitzer Prize because, I, you know, I'm telling you and I know you'll agree. And anybody who's read his piece, the most latest uh, piece in The New Yorker, I should say the latest piece in The New Yorker by Ronan Farrow that was published yesterday about the mechanics of Harvey Weinstein's attempt to silence women who uh, were victims of his uh, sexual assault and sexual abuse and rape is just, it's mind-bogglingly detailed, well-written, shocking explosive. I could use all sorts of other big words.
3: I was just going to say, for people who uh, are just tuning in and are thinking, I don't know what this New Yorker article is that you speak of, uh, go to the internets immediately, (laughs) if not sooner, and pull this thing up and, and read it in breaks, because it is. we will not be able to do it the justice it totally deserves at any time during our show, we will do our very best,
4: yeah. But you uh, just can't, you,
3: but you cannot so put much. to words the depth and the uh, the tangled web that Harvey Weinstein created in order to cover up his lewd acts. I mean, it's it's mind numbing. Like
5: 15 pages of uh, print because I printed it out just so I could highlight a few things. Um, just so that I didn't forget, but it's, 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 it, it's not necessarily the quickest read, but I'm telling you it will blow your mind. And look, we read stuff every day and it's like, okay, yeah, that's horrible. Mm -hmm. This is so complicated. It's so in depth.
3: And you've never heard this before.
5: It makes me, uh, and we're going to talk about it later in the show, but it makes me wonder how many other in depth investigations like this are going on to try to silence critics. I mean, I just, I can't. It's I unbelievable. Can't so and we, Ronan Farrow, give him all the awards right now. Just
3: hand all the Pulitzers over immediately. If not... Pulitzers. Yes, thank you. No. Um, Now... Uh, we will talk about that again in the two o'clock hour. So so you'll uh, listen for our in depth reporting on that reporting uh, later in the show. But I also want to remind people tomorrow is a very special day here on My Talk 107.1. We do these occasionally, especially when entertainment news uh, gives us a- an opportunity to t- to take a deep dive into a bigger issue. Tomorrow from noon to three, or for, sorry, from noon to two, we will be doing a My Talk 107.1 roundtable. Uh, you, Bradley, and I will be hosting that uh, tomorrow we'll have experts on the topic of sexual harassment in the workplace and we'll be talking, taking a deep dive into that hearing your stories and um, of course talking about this topic that has been delivered to us through the media in the past few weeks uh, now when we come back no doubt Elizabeth Reese will have some of the same story to touch on in the Dirt Alert after this on the Colleen and Bradley show on My MyTalk 107.1
2: Thank you for having me, my friends. Man, uh, we've got some new sexual assault allegations, this time against actor Ed Westwick. Do you remember him from Gossip Girl? Yes. Yes. Yeah, so (gasps) he is denying these allegations, but uh, let me just outline them for you. So this actress's name is Christina Cohen, and she posted a Facebook post that was shared yesterday. She's 27 years old. She says that Ed Westwick raped her at his apartment three years oh. ago. Now, he is denying the allegations. He said, I do not know this woman. I have never forced myself in any manner on any woman. I certainly have never committed rape. Uh, she has played minor roles in several TVs and uh, TV series and movies. She says that it occurred while she was visiting Ed Westwick with her then-boyfriend, She didn't name who the boyfriend was, but he is apparently a producer who was friends with him. She said she wanted to leave after Ed Westwick allegedly suggested that they should all engage in sexual activity together. He said it in a more succinct one word Hmm. type of uh, Mm -hmm. situation, according to this woman. Uh, Just four letters. But apparently, yes, she felt pressured into staying because... uh, the friend didn't want to make ed westwick feel awkward so she wrote that he insisted we stay for dinner i said i was tired he suggested i take a nap in the guest bedroom the friend the boyfriend said we would stay for just another 20 minutes to smooth everyone over and then we could leave she said then she was woken up abruptly by ed westwick on top of her she told him to stop and uh and he (sighs) continued
5: Okay, so I feel like he's saying he doesn't know her at all. Shouldn't mm-hmm. that be pretty easy to like verify, figure out, right? Right, yeah.
3: especially if there is a, a common, a, you know, a per, a common person between the two of them, yeah. right? So the question is going to be, who is this person? Who is this boyfriend? Who is apparently a producer? What
2: happened uh, in terms of his version of the story of the night? And I think it is odd for her to outline this entire story and then for him to say. I don't even know who this person right. is. That's
0: yeah. a Hey, it's Mike and I'm so excited to tell you about Factor's delicious ready-to-eat meals. We are all busy and with Factor eating fresh, never frozen, chef-crafted meals has never been simpler. 2 minutes is all you need to heat and eat wherever you are. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from including calorie smart, protein plus and keto. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals each week.
5: a little fishy to one me. One of them is clearly lying. One yeah. of them is
2: lying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So, uh, we'll keep you posted on that one. Man, Mariah Carey, you guys. Oh, oh. this is a sad story. Like, what to is me. going on with her? She had this, um, this weight loss surgery done apparently at the response to the response of body shamers who have just been tough on her about her figure. I, uh, so that's what caused her to have weight loss surgery. This is what, um, Sources are telling Page Six that she underwent gastric sleeve surgery last month after her weight skyrocketed and she had parts of her stomach removed so that she would feel fuller more quickly. Um, And apparently one source saying Mariah has always been proud of her curves, which is what I always thought. But this summer, as her Caesars Palace residency came to a close, and then she went on tour with Lionel Richie, she noticed it became harder to dance, and she was getting a lot more criticism online from body shamers, and so she underwent this procedure.
5: Okay, my question would be, what's the who's the doctor that thought that was a good idea? Because typically speaking, and I think I a don't lot of know people anything, get this done, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah, but don't the, you have to reach a certain... That's like, for
2: gastric bypass. This is like stomach stapling. I mean, this is like...
5: So this is like a less.
3: This is the so the gastric sleeve is where they fit like a, a mesh over your stomach from so what it, I understand. So it can't so um, I can't expand, expand like, exactly like
2: I happily have it do on Thanksgiving every year. Right. And every yeah. time I go out to I dinner. I just feel like it yeah.
3: seems a
5: little severe. I get that like yeah, it, it's horrible that women face this and they all do. Um but, like, I just feel like that seems like such a severe overreaction
3: i I agree. I, I, my my understanding has always been that that when you go in for a consult for this type of surgery, the doctor suggests first that you exhaust all other options. Yeah, and maybe they did, you know? You, who knows? It's true. I think
2: I, I would I, just I, hope that she underwent this at the saying like, okay, I'm feeling frustrated. This is what I feel
3: like is right for me, not like people think that I'm fat and I so I should that, do this. think that's the part that makes me the most sad about that story yeah. is that it, it It seemed to have happened in response to Um, Other people's opinions. I know
5: that sounds a little easy or too easy to believe, too easy to believe. Um, Hard to believe because uh, which the two are both opposite, (laughs) but they both made sense in my head. (laughs) But um, I could see a case for both. But I I just I feel like, ugh. I I know. Yeah, there's got to be a better way.
2: I know. I know. Uh, You guys, a painting done by Britney Spears has sold for a crazy amount of money. Now, before you make fun of it, it is for a good cause. So that's really yes. good. But she has been doing a lot of painting.
3: I saw this on
2: her Instagram. Yeah, she's posting she's it all over Instagram. She is quite a ham. I she mean, really she is. I, she's funny. She's funny. I don't think she takes herself too seriously. No. And I think that's really great. Uh, but what she did was she uh, she did this painting and then it was auctioned off. And all the proceeds go to the Vegas Cares Memorial Fund, you know, which is to help victims of the Las Vegas shooting. And Robin Leach bought it, the longtime host oh lifestyle. God, of so
0: the Rich alive. and Famous. So cool! It.
2: And he bought it for ten thousand dollars. Amazing. He also served as the auctioneer during the event. He is an entertainment columnist for the Las Vegas Review Journal, and so they put together this big event. And she uh, decided to donate a painting. He bought it for ten grand. All the cash goes to a good cause. Way to go, everybody! I love it.
3: And you actually can see her. On her Instagram, painting the picture. I know. In a bra. (laughs) Of course. And shorty shorts. And shorts
2: and like little tennis shoes, but just boobs Yeah, (laughs) High ponytail. Yes. I mean, she's just, she's living the life, you guys. I know, I know. I think it's really happy to see Britney Spears happy. Me too. I think that that is a fantastic Fantastic deal. Yeah. Um, Oh my gosh, you guys, Rosie O'Donnell has quite the younger girlfriend. Did you hear this? No, I didn't. Yes. And she's like a cop 22 years younger than her. Yeah, absolutely. And
3: uh, so, way to go, Rosie. I think this is fantastic. I think that's kind of Rosie's type, though. Like, she goes for women that are at like a certain age. Rosie loves love,
2: guys. Rosie loves love. And when she falls in love, she falls hard and then when it ends, it doesn't end well. That's what has been happening. Mm -hmm. Uh, but she said that she's in love and she's I
5: could not go anywhere near Rosie O'Donnell when it comes to relationships. (laughs) Well I I mean I got news for you. My dear
3: she's not interested in you and you aren't interested in her. So No,
5: I'm saying if I were this younger woman, she could be if I was a a young lesbian
3: woman, I would Google
5: (laughs) search. Right.
2: And be and like, and you know, be like, maybe know, it's because relationship, nothing's going.
5: It's not going to end well.
2: Well, every relationship doesn't end well until the one that does end well.
5: Yeah, exactly. It's always in the last place you it's look, you guys. Denial. Isn't
2: that the truth?
5: Magical thinking.
2: <laughs> um, Adam Levine and uh, Behati Prinsloo are expecting their second baby girl. Bradley,
3: isn't that exciting?
5: No, it's stupid. I mean, I'm happy for them, but <laughs> Elizabeth, I made this point. Love, See, I you think it's Rosa exciting. Donald deserves
2: love, and Adam Levine and no! his Behati Prince, who should have I've had enough. more babies, you Scrooge McDuck over there.
5: No, it's, it's, it's too complicated and long, but here's the thing. I love everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Only right. when you're here, Elizabeth. Okay.
3: Yep. We're going to try to oh, cut the BS after this. This is good. On the Colleen Bradley Show. Thanks, Elizabeth Reese. You can catch her ne- next dirt alert at 520, also on Twin Cities Live at 3 o'clock. Now, we need a caller to play the 30 second pop culture challenge on My Talk 1071 651 641 1071. My talk. Second pop culture challenge, five questions, 30 seconds. You can win a prize, but only if you answer them correctly on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071.
4: You love trivia. I do. It's the 32nd pop culture
0: challenge. It's the 32nd pop culture challenge. Five questions. In just 30 seconds. Five questions. Get
4: a ride and you'll win a
0: prize. You can pass on a turn, but you'll come
4: back to it too.
0: 30 seconds.
5: Who's on the show today, Colleen? And what are they playing for? We've
3: got Andrew on the line. And, Andrew, you are playing for a copy of The Nut Job 2, Nutty by Nature, from Universal Studios Home Entertainment on Blu-ray and DVD.
5: Andrew, the timer will begin after I ask the first question. Are you ready? I definitely am. Here we go. What was the family name of the main characters in The Cosby Show? The The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air featured which superstar actor and rapper? Will Smith. What popular children's show debuted on PBS in 1969?
1: Sesame
5: Street. Which presidential drama began in 1999 featuring actors like Allison Janney and Martin Sheen? West Wing. What was the name of the Lone Ranger's horse?
4: Uh,
5: Oh, I don't know. Um... Oh, come on, guess, guess, guess. Mm. Ah, Andrew! Uh I've, I've seen the movie with Johnny Depp, but I do not I, er, I hi hi Silver. Oh, underway. Oh, oh, I didn't know that the phrase was his name. No, it's oh. okay. Andrew, you Andrew. got so close. But thanks for playing. Thanks for the chance, you guys. Have a good day. You thanks. too.
3: Thanks, Andrew. You can play that every day at 1230 on the Colleen and Bradley Show. It's the 32nd Pop Culture Challenge. We'll do it again tomorrow. Huh, all right, well, Bradley, Netflix apparently has a huge competitor, and it's not who we think it is.
5: No, absolutely not. It's not a streaming service. It's not Hulu. It's not Amazon. Netflix's uh, major competitor, according to their CEO, mm-hmm. Sleep. So, um, Netflix CEO Reed Hastings uh, he gave he gave a talk, and uh, this was a, at a summit in L.A. on Friday. And he said, you know, he talked about all sorts of things that the company is up to and talked about the increase in binge watching and binge racing. Mm-hmm. We've talked about that on the show where you try to watch an entire series within 24 hours of its premiere. Um, but he went on to say that they have worked very hard to think outside of the box when it comes to uh, competing mm-hmm. in today's you know, streaming universe and that it turns out. Their main competitor is not really, you know, Amazon or Hulu or other streaming services because that's just a function or that will just be a function of the quality of their programming. Like some of their programming um, will win, some won't. But, you know, Amazon has spent billions of dollars on programming that that is not really the biggest challenge they're going to have. Their biggest challenge, freakishly, is to take people away from what they're Doing when they're not watching TV.
3: Sure, that actually makes sense. And
5: in most cases, that means at the end of an evening, sleeping. So if they can keep you awake for an extra hour or two or six then they uh, have succeeded in getting more people to watch their programming. And so that really informs the way that they try to get people to watch their stuff, which, frankly, I find completely disturbing and shocking. Because I don't want them coming after sleep for the sole purpose that we've spent a lot of time on this show talking about the importance of sleep and how, please just let me get to sleep as early as possible Mm -hmm. on any given night. Um, And I will say, I have gotten much better at, forcing myself to sleep instead of indulging those two o'clock in the morning Netflix binges. I don't know about you.
3: Um, yeah. Well, I just I, I'm not a person who can fight sleep. Sleep will always win. And so if I'm on the couch and we're in the middle of a Stranger Things episode, um, I will fall over and shut my eyes when the time comes. There will be nothing that will stop me from that um, because sleep really is the most important thing to me. But, you know, it does make perfect sense when you really think about it. And I think this is as much a commentary on how many wonderful TV shows there are to choose from. Mm I read it. I read a headline the other day and I was actually just trying to look for it. Um, that said something along the lines of, you know, a, a really high percentage of people say that there's just too much good TV, there is, that it's yeah. hard to pick.
5: They call this now the platinum age of television. I
3: mean, it's kind of, I get it. It's, it, it really is. So there's so much good stuff happening on so many different platforms. There's so much to choose from. It's like an embarrassment of riches, which is a great thing, right? It's a great place to be in entertainment, you know? But nobody can watch all of the stuff that they need to watch. But,
5: well, and I want think to. for people like ourselves who have, you know, come from where we come from, which is a very limited range of options mm-hmm. growing up, mm-hmm. I think we're the ones that suffer uh, at the hands of this. And I use the term suffer loosely or, you know, almost facetiously because you know, again, embarrassment of riches. Mm-hmm. But if you think about it, we're the ones probably going, oh my God, I just, I can't watch. Like, I have shame and guilt around not watching, you know, half the TV shows that I would like right. to. Because we feel like, you know, we're missing out or we feel like we're obligated to do it. Whereas I don't think probably millennials and younger feel that same sort of tension that we do. I think you're right. I did want to just say uh, from, again, this is a CEO of Netflix, uh, quote, You get a show or a movie you're really dying to watch and you end up staying up late at night, so we actually compete with sleep, he said of his number one competitor. Not that he puts too much stock in his rival. We're winning. Oh. So he's saying, like, yeah, I'm not really that concerned with sleep because we're actually winning against sleep, which, again, scares me a little bit. I mean, he's probably being mildly tongue-in-cheek. Right. Or at least, um, um, you know speaking metaphorically, mm-hmm. but not really. And frankly, again, if we've learned anything over the last 10 years, it's it's that people need to be getting more
3: sleep. Well, you know, and some of that, this will all kind of, it all falls in line together when you do hear some of these statistics from this recent study that I was uh, referencing earlier. It's 49% of people. So almost half of people surveyed think that there's just too much TV to watch. But listen to this statistic, okay? The same exact survey found that 73% of people believe that more of their total TV time is spent watching shows that they really like. And that is down from 81% in 2014, which means, if I w- may translate what I just said, yeah. people are spending more time watching shows that they're not super excited about. Mm versus they, how they were watching TV in previous years, meaning we're consuming more TV. Yeah, And part of that, I think, is a result of FOMO, right? Like, everybody's talking about, like, what's the thing? People are talking about Stranger, um, things. Um, Stranger things, which I'm watching right now, but like Mindhunter, yeah. is that the one? My husband is watching that, but I'm not.
5: Mindhunter, Ozark, I mean, right. there's like half a dozen shows. And if that, you're
3: not watching it, you feel like, Oh my gosh! I'm out of this. I'm I've got FOMO for that show, Showmo.
5: FOMO Shomo yeah. Shomo FOMO show-mo, FOMO. Um. So also, and another thing is, I had a brilliant thought, and it just completely went now. out of my brain. So that's fine. But um. Oh, I know what I was going to say. So at the end, meanwhile, when asked again, Netflix CEO Hastings. Uh, if he personally had any rules at home when it comes to binge watching, he was adamant. We're not big on rules. Instead, he employs the same media consumption philosophy he offers the public. Watch a ton. Enjoy it. To which I would say, like, is there not just a little bit of, like, um, I am not comparing TV with sugar. Right. Or alcohol. Uh Uh-huh. But generally speaking, binging anything is probably not a good idea as a regular habit. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. And I do think that, like, especially binge racing, there's just something a little, like, what's the point of it? I get that there are times when you just have to go all in. Mm-hmm. Like, I will eat an entire pizza. Yeah. Because I have to. Yeah. But for the most part, do you really want Papa John's there, you know, saying, like, I want you to eat as much Papa John's or Pizza Hut as humanly possible?
0: Well,
3: it kind of does remind you of, like, how how immersing yourself in a show to like that because that's hours of viewing hours on hours of viewing yesterday. Remember Elizabeth Reese during the dirt alert said when she watched the crown or what was it that she watched and she binged and, um, Was it the Sopranos? She binge raced it or when it got, when it dropped, she spent like a whole weekend watching it and she walked out of her house and it was like confusing to her that people weren't shooting each other in the streets, that it really does a psychological, it does something weird to your psychology when you're immersed in a TV show to that end. And that's kind of what I hear you saying, Bradley, binging in any form is generally not healthy. That can't be good for your psyche. Yeah. Teach us moderation, Netflix. Okay.
5: Yeah. Well. Good luck with that, America.
3: Well, um, I've been I've been really proud of my moderation with Stranger Things too. Bradley, um, we watch one episode a night. I think that that's healthy. But still, my favorite episode was the episode where Dustin, the character, is wearing the Brontosaurus hoodie from the Science Museum of Minnesota. Well, I'm here to tell you that broke the internet today it's
5: still breaking the internet
3: the internet is still broken we're going to hear from somebody at the science museum who can tell us why the internet is broken because of that brontosaurus hoodie after this on the colleen and bradley show on my talk 1071 Lori and 1071.com we are everything entertainment
5: Yes, we are. And we've got uh our very own Kim Ramsden from the Science Museum to tell us, hey, what's wrong with your website, man? <laughs> Kim. Oh man. <laughs> I just clicked on to buy this thing and I know that you have an unlimited supply, but I am number fifteen hundred and forty nine in line. What's what's the deal?
1: <laughs> oh my gosh, you and everybody else want this hoodie. It has just been insane, but I, I guarantee just be just be patient. We're working so hard. Uh, Our our website was down for a little bit. We had a hiccup, but we're back up and running, and so, yeah, so... Just hang tight. Hey, keep watching the show if you're not done already. And
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's what you can do to 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 kind of work through your time. We're of course talking about the Brontosaurus hoodie that is a vintage Science Museum in Minnesota model that we saw in the first episode of Stranger Things. Two, the character of Dustin was wearing uh, that that sweatshirt. And did we? I mean, you guys like had to basically recreate this sweatshirt.
1: We did so. We saw the screenshot that was on the show, and we were, we've been talking with Netflix to try to make sure we're getting it right. Uh, so so we recreated the shirt, and it, so they had it. So the, the show had an actual um, old, you know, actual shirt, and uh, they recreated it to make it look new for Dustin on the show. And then we rec- from that recreation, we made our own. We're the, the official licensed um, Brachiosaurus hoodie when you buy it from the Science Museum you not only support us but you will get a certificate of authenticity as well and and then the cred for standing you know for waiting in the queue right for <laughs> yeah exactly for long so cool at the store this morning
5: did you um, I mean you guys did this really quick we should just give you you know hats off to um, the folks behind the scenes at the Science Museum including yourself and then of course the folks that helped you over at Netflix to make this happen I mean you had like what like a week or so two weeks turnaround?
1: Thank you so much. Yes, a lot of this goes back to the, you know, it started with the social media team, and then, of course, everybody back of house were working 24-7, and yes, we have had the blessing of Netflix. But what's funny to us is here we were working so hard and thinking that, boy, we got to get this out, and and thinking that maybe we waited a long time, uh, but then we're hearing from other people who are in retail, or, you know, uh, they're like, oh, my gosh, you turned it around so quickly. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, so we're just we're making the most of it, having so much crazy fun, and and thank you for that because yes, while we've had some hiccups to kind of get up and rolling, this is not what we do every day. Uh, but the, the excitement for the museum, um, being connected to the show, you know, on the show, you guys know that they these kids love science, and so we're just having a ball. I my favorite thing today. Was watching people in the store. It was not Black Friday. No <laughs> one, was, no one was pushing around for any hoodies. And when they got their hoodie, they many people put them on right away. They walked over to our big T Rex skeleton display in the lobby and started taking selfies. Oh, I love it! I guess that's awesome. With just this pure joy and smiles. There's a lot of a lot of kids getting this for Christmas. A lot of teenagers, by the way because their parents were in uh, early this morning in line. So it's going to be a big Christmas present, we heard. And, yeah, people are sending their friends. They're saying, hey, you're down in St. Paul. Can you go over there? So we had just a great morning with all of that excitement. So we felt bad that... There was trouble online, but but the you know we
3: were having a ball. Oh, it just adds all the excitement. It just adds to the story. I mean, I was going to say does. you're you're going to
5: sell more of yeah. these because of that. I guarantee yeah. because people feel like oh my god, I got a It's a hot ticket one. item.
3: You got to get that, Kim. I had an idea that I wanted to share with you um, that I'm hoping that you guys will run with. Uh oh. Okay. It's not an uh uh-oh. It's a good idea. (laughs) The way
5: you're selling this is leading me to believe uh, it's a harebrained scheme. Is there
3: a possibility, now that you've kind of reached out and been in touch with the people at Netflix, that maybe, I don't know, they'll fly Dustin in and uh, Eleven and some of the other characters and maybe, just maybe, they could do an appearance at the Science Museum of Minnesota? That is not a harebrained idea.
1: I love that idea. (laughs) And I don't think you're that far off. I think that We've been really excited about this. They've been watching uh, all the activity today. Mm-hmm. So, so who knows? I think that would be that would be something fun to work on. Wouldn't that be so fun? Yes. I have yeah, to say that would
3: be incredible. And get everybody mm-hmm. there in their Brontosaurus sweatshirts. I mean, I know. you could break a record. <laughs> I would
1: say. <laughs> we really could. We really could. Yes. No. It's 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 just an incredible ride. That would just that would top it. Top mm-hmm. the cake.
5: I would say, too, Kim, and by the way, if you guys are just joining us, we're talking to Kim Ramsen from the Science Museum about this Brontosaurus hoodie from uh, from Netflix's Stranger Things, the second season. Um, uh, what I, what I really just think is awesome in this moment that we are in right now. And, you know, uh, Kim, you may not sort of be treated to the inundation of pop culture news the way we are every day, but like it's heavy out there, right? So day in and day out mm-hmm. lately, we've been talking about these serious, depressing stories and some yeah. of them actually do involve Netflix. Right. Mm -hmm. So go with me. Like, I I feel like it's super awesome on the part of Netflix to have taken this opportunity to, to not because they probably could have just said, yeah, you guys can't do this because this is like property of of us now or something. Right. Like for them to sort of be very supportive and helpful of the Minnesota Science Museum which, you know, does great work in our community. That's that just makes me happy based on all the other crap we've been sort of treated to lately.
1: You nailed it. Yeah. You nailed it, Bradley. And I think that's what we've been hearing too or just kind of feeling ourselves is that maybe we all needed a little bit of good news. Yes. Absolutely. And this is something we can get excited about and and then there's the, you know, my gosh, we all know Minnesotans, right? Like we're we're so we're the cool kids right now. <laughs> yes, it's so fun. <laughs> Out there with yeah with our museum on on this TV show, so I think that there's yes there's a there's definitely it feels so good to just just be focused on a fun sweatshirt yeah right
3: yes well Kim, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me and we'll talk again soon. can I just ask you oh, really I'd quick love
5: it. I hope so. Can I ask you really quick before we let you go or is is this image going to be available on any other merchandise or will it just be the hoodie?
1: So right now we have it on T-shirts, uh, a crew sweatshirt, uh, kid sizes, and all of those. And and who knows? We awesome. you know we just wanted to make sure we got the basics up. Maybe maybe onesies. Yes. Or a great. mug or oh. something
3: oh. fun. So. We love it. Kim, thank you Thanks, so much Kim. for joining us. And you can find out more about that sweatshirt at smm.org. You can get in line right now to get your Brontosaurus sweatshirt. When we come back, Paul McGuire Grimes is calling in to talk about Disney on My Talk 107.1. My One. Talk 1071. Everything.
5: I know it was you,
0: Fredo. You broke my heart.
3: Entertainment.
1: Calm down, ladies.